Welcome back, everybody, to episode 343 of the AMPM podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about ways to actually boost your listing and increase those conversion rates. I've got Matt Costan here. Matt is an expert when it comes to testing your main image, what you should put in your second image, some other tricks and tips on actually boosting your sales. We've got some really great actionable stuff this week for you. I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. And don't forget, it's less than a month now until the Billion Dollar Seller Summit in Puerto Rico. If you haven't gotten your ticket, you can go to BillionDollarSellerSummit.com and hopefully you can join us in San Juan, Puerto Rico from June 11th to the 15th. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the AMPM Podcast. Welcome to the AMPM Podcast. We explore opportunities in e-commerce. We dream big and we discover what's working right now. Plus, plus, this is the podcast where money never sleeps. Working around the clock in the AM and the PM. Are you ready for today's episode? I said, I said are, are you, you ready? Ready. Let's do this. Let's do this. Here's your host, Here's your host Kevin King. Kevin King. Matt Costin, welcome to the AMPM podcast. Uh, I, I hear that uh, we're going to try to make this one of the most downloaded podcasts ever. Uh, is, is that right? That's what you told me right before Absolutely. we started, right? We're gonna, yeah, I got my coffee, so we're going to do it. We're going to make it super valuable. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you recently presented on the Helium 10 Elite uh, a few months ago, back in, uh, I think it was uh, in March or something, and uh, that went over really, really well. A lot of people really liked your presentation, said uh, it, w- it was awesome. So if you're a Helium 10 Elite member and listening to this podcast, be sure to go back and check out Matt's presentation uh, from the March uh, Helium 10 Elite. But I've got Matt here on the podcast for everybody, whether you're a Helium 10 Elite member or not now. And Matt, uh, let's just, for the people that don't actually know who you are, let's just give a little backstory. Uh, What You've been selling for quite some time, right? Yeah, so I've been selling on on Amazon. I like to say before it was cool. So like oh, maybe, totally. you know, like eight, nine years ago, um, but I've been involved with, uh, with software and also just e-commerce in general for, for well over, well over 10 years. So where did you get your start? So over 10 years ago, if it wasn't Amazon, where you, did you start on eBay or on Etsy or, uh, on Craigslist or something like that? Or <laughs> yeah. where did you get yeah. your start? Yeah. So, so the very first e-commerce thing that I, that I started working on was actually when I worked for a pharmaceutical company. Um, they were trying to, they were a wholesaler and they would sell to, um, you know, other, uh, other shops. Uh, but I figured, Hey, like, why not start selling direct to the consumer? So, uh, back then, at least in Canada, Amazon wasn't like a big channel for pharma products. So just did a lot of Googling on how to figure out how to make like an e-commerce site using WordPress and that sort of thing. And interestingly enough, it took off and in a year it did, it did six figures and that kind of is really what got me hooked. It was like, wow, this is this is cool. This actually works. So where did that evolve from there? Yeah. So then after seeing how well that worked, I was like, well, hey, if I can sell somebody else's product, then I want to do it for, for myself. And at the time, back then, uh, Groupon was actually a big, big thing and uh, ended up starting a distribution company for, for Groupon. And uh, we were one of the d- bigger distributors for Groupon for their products in, in Canada. And actually a pretty big one, I think, excuse me, a big one for, for the products in the U.S. And what was super interesting with that is that, I mean, that was like the best kind of playground you could ever have. You had immediate access to like thousands of shoppers. 
And you could put deals on uh, multiple times. And uh, it really got me thinking and got me, um, you know, trying to learn and figure out like, you know, if I did this, I did that, like what the sales would, would happen. So just for example, one of the, one of the ones that was interesting, we sold a watch. So it was an interesting looking watch. And, you know, the first time we did the deal with, with Groupon, it sold maybe about $7,000 worth. And, you know, being in marketing, being, you know, that being my background on like, you know, how can I make things stand out? How can I make things different? Um, you know, most of the products on Groupon at the time were just generic. There wasn't much, uh, wasn't much to them. So I made that extra effort of trying to just come up with a brand name and, you know, switch out the main product image because that's what everyone would get when they got their email. And, you know, the second time we did the deal, it did uh, over $20,000. So it was kind of a really cool playground of just uh, testing products and it was all drop shipped. So it was able to do like multiple deals per week, just figuring out which products would kind of click. And then eventually that led to, uh, it led to Amazon after figuring out what, you know, products worked well with Groupon, it was like, well, hey, maybe some of these would actually work on Amazon where it was reoccurring revenue. It didn't have to do these one time off uh, sort of sort of deals. I like to approach things differently. So obviously there's a lot of tools that you can use uh, with um, with Amazon, but I used to like just just talking to shoppers. So um, there's a site called usertesting.com. Uh, they basically let you do kind of like um, video interviews with, with shoppers. You pay $50 per uh, video, at least back then. And I was doing this for um, for my Amazon listings. I was just asking people like, hey, what do you think of my listing? How can it be done better? Do you see any images? Like, Or do you, sorry, do you see any issues with the images? Um, do you trust the brand? And it was that data that basically helped, you know, steer how would it, I would improve the listings to uh, to get more more sales. So in these sales. in these videos, they would they it's kind of like you're looking over their shoulder or something. So they're they're just scrolling your listing. You have maybe a set a, a set list of questions, and they're just scrolling through your listing and just talking out loud, saying uh, uh and you're just kind of following, seeing where their mouse is clicking, and seeing what they're thinking as they look at different things. Is it was fifty dollars per person to do yeah, that? Yeah. So with yeah. user testing at the time, yeah, it was fifty dollars per person. You basically give a URL. So I was giving um, you know my Amazon listing URL. And um, they could speak for, it, it was $50 per person, but they could speak for up to like 20, 30 minutes or something like that, which was like a really long time for someone to look over a, a, an Amazon listing. But um, what, what I got from that, so even for, you know, a, there's a very generic product category that I sell in, like super generic. And doing those kind of user tests is actually what led me to get a patentable idea on something that's a, a very much a commodity. So um, after that experience, that's what kind of led me to, um, yeah, led me to developing uh, product pinion to be able to share that with other Amazon sellers and have them be able to do user tests where it doesn't necessarily have to cost $50 per, per person. I mean, one of the big things you're into is like pattern interruption, right? I know that was, you talked about that in your talk on the Helium 10 Elite. And why is that so important? A lot of people don't understand uh, why that's so important and actually how to do that. Can you talk about that a, a little bit? Yeah, totally. So I've, I've always been into marketing and, and marketing in a nutshell is basically, um, you know, figuring out how to do something different, right? How to, how, cause people like are, are creatures of, of um, doing the same things and expecting the same things. But when you can kind of get someone to pause 
and actually take notice, that's when they become highly influenceable. So pattern, pattern interruption on Amazon is basically trying to figure out what is it that everybody else is doing and do something unexpected. Do something that gets people to, um, to take notice, to take pause. And after watching, you know, how people shop on Amazon, there's a few very, uh, very interesting ideas and interesting things that, uh, that any seller can apply to their listings to get that attention and get, um, yeah, and get people, uh, get people clicking and buying. Can you give a couple examples of, of that? Uh, just try to paint a picture here for people listening. I know they can't see, but try to paint a picture of a couple of examples of how you would do that. Yeah, totally. I mean, for, first things I wanted to mention too is like this whole idea of like talking to shoppers. Um, you know, it's not foreign to the big boys, right? All of the big companies, they do this. They do the focus groups. They, they, they figure out how, you know, what makes people tick. Uh, and, and that's how they, they steer their, their marketing plans and their, their campaigns. Uh, one good example of this is actually uh, Mattel created Barbie. We all know Barbie uh, out of doing, doing focus groups of so figuring out what, um, you know, what, is, what is it that people demand and you know, just creating it and bringing it to market based, based on that. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a ton of things that uh, we can go over. One of the, uh, one of the, key ones that typically has an impact right away uh, is when you make what I like to call an index image. So an index image is like a secondary secondary image on your, your Amazon listing where you basically outline the top five reasons of why this product is the best in the world. And what's important for this is to actually number them. So sequence them like one through five. If you have more, maybe six. If you have less, that's okay too. This is all on one image. One one image, like the numbers, like five points on one image. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, type- it's not comparing. It's not comparing it to something else. It's just saying why why yours is the best, not why you're better than the competition. Just why yours is the best. Yeah, yeah. So basically, okay. and you, you should, yeah, you still can do that comparison chart as well too as another image, that sort of thing. Um, but this is basically like your go-to main table of contents image of all the main points that you're trying to get across. Uh, you you want to keep it simple, right? So simple always wins. Um, you know, when, when you're doing a, when you're doing a test. But the idea behind this is basically like you're answering a question in in someone's mind, right? So um, when they're looking at your listing, the thing running through their mind is, uh, why should I buy this one? There's, there's a thousand of other uh, other searches or other results in the search. What makes this one special? What makes it unique? And if you have a hard time coming up with the, these five reasons, that's that's an indicator too, right? You, you kind of want to, you, you have to have some good reasons why someone would pick yours versus, versus the others. And we can talk about some of the common ones that people use that work really well. The other aspect of it that's really important is you, you want to number it because People, again, they really like following a, uh, when people see a number one, they know that's where to start. So their eyes go there. They're like, okay, boom, number one. I'm going to f- read that one. Um, and then if it's numbered, they have to the, complete it. If you start at Does number- the order matter in these numbers? Should you have the most important thing first and then go down or does it, or is there, are you trying to tell a story in these numbers or what? Is yeah. There any, so the flow, any, the flow of information is just as important. So that's something you can test as well too. For example, my, my number five reason is typically around, um, you know, you're supporting local. So if you're a, a U.S. base, I mean, most of our products are from overseas and that's okay. But if you're based, you know, your company's based in the U.S., 
or Canada, you can say like, hey, you're help supporting a US-based company. That's one of the big ones that I would say because people on Amazon shopping, they see these generic, you know, um, international listings that, uh, that you know, don't really, you've, everyone's seen them. Everyone's seen those kind of listings. You're telling them straight up like, hey, I'm a local small business that might check a point in their head to, hey, this is why I'm buying this one. And the order matters too. Like obviously the biggest main differentiator should be number one to get them to keep reading. But what I've also seen watching people ingest these images is they have to finish it. They have to, if they read number one, they're going to number two, they're going to number three. And the name of the game is, you know, having them take in that information. Uh, the more information they take in, the more likely they are to, um, the more likely they are to, to actually purchase, right? And keep in mind too, even though you list these five items on this index image, you're still going to repeat these items throughout the listing as well. It's not like just, hey, there's five items here and then that's it. You might have another image about, um, you know, if you talk about you have a crazy awesome guarantee as your point number four, you might have another uh, secondary image that goes a little bit more in detail on that on that guarantee as well. So you're basically creating a table of context, co- contents for your for your listing and hammering down those five points so people get it right because it's when people get it that they'll actually uh, that they'll actually purchase. This should be your second. You're recommending this as your second image in your image stack. For for me, that's what I do. Most, um, yeah, most uh, most people will make it literally the second image. Yeah. But so if it's the second image, the most important image, or as you I think say, it's the million dollar image, is that that very first image. And this is where a lot of people they don't spend enough time. What are some really good strategies that people listening can take away from this to actually just kill it with their main image. Oh, I love this. Yeah. So, I mean, your, your main image is pretty much the, the everything, right? It gets you the clicks. It gets you, it gets you people into the listing, right? So what we talked about previously is basically how to get conversion rate. Now we're talking about how to get like a click through rate, like how to get the clicks when, when someone's looking at you in, in the results. And um, it's obviously super mission critically important as well when you're doing, you know, you're spending a boatload of money on PPC, so if your main image isn't optimized and you're spending tons of money on PPC, you're throwing a lot of money out the uh, out the door. Um, there are tons of things that you can do, but the, what I would recommend for your specific category, you know, look what all your competitors are, are doing and don't do that. <laughs> and it sounds very simple, but um, so for example, and I'll give you some examples here. So with the one of the products that uh, did over a million dollars for me was a simple mosquito repellent bracelet. If you do a search for mosquito repellent bracelets, you'll see a whole bunch of you know super colorful bracelets that comes in five different colors. Uh, you name the color, it, it's one of the bracelets. And it's just like this um, smorgasbord of colors coming at your face. So I was very intentional to making the product just one color, one solid color. Beyond that, um, you know most of the images are just of the product itself, not necessarily on somebody's wrist. So the million dollar image for me was basically putting that that mosquito repellent bracelet on somebody's um, wrist with a thumbs up, right? And doing that caught all the attention. And with that particular product, and I have a side story with it too, but that particular product ended up selling so well in the category. It was beating, you know, big Fortune 500 companies that uh, make mosquito repellent to the point where they, um, I don't know for sure, but they they actually did a hostile buyout of the factory that was producing these 
to make it harder for us to, uh, for us to, uh, for us to, uh, to make them. But, um, yeah, I'm looking here right now. You shared a little bit of this in your helium 10 elite presentation. I just, uh, I just pulled that up here. I'm looking at it like a screenshot where you show like, you're right. There's everybody else has got like a stack of these bracelets and they're showing that there's a bunch of them. They're like stacked up and they're all these rainbows of colors. And some of them are shown in the packaging. And then you did a test where you actually took, like you said, a, a mono color. Yours is like a kind of a teal greenish color. Mm -hmm. uh, and you just put like three of them, you know, stack three of them. So it doesn't look like these big ring, stacks of rings like everybody else is doing. And so that stood out. But then you're like, that's not and that definitely stood out. And that's where a lot of people would stop. But you didn't stop there. You you like I, I got to keep coming up with ideas of ways to to test this, and then you did a test with Product Pinion, uh, where you actually took the the three, and then you had the one like you just described with a thumbs up, and it's just on the wrist, and you put that in, and that just stood out like a sore thumb. Um, no no pun intended, like a sore thumb on the listing, and I'm looking at it right now, and that's what I recommend a lot of people do. Is I don't know if Product Pinion uh, does this uh, or Pickfu or any of the others, but what I often do is I take my image and I drop it in. I think most of the tools can actually do this. I drop it in. I take a screenshot of my competition. I drop mine in somewhere, you know, and not not in the top left or top right, not where the eye goes first, but somewhere like around in the middle. And then I put that out and I say, which which one of these is your eye drawn to? Or what are the top three? Or you can do like you said, the video where you watch people and you watch their mouse and you see the hot spots and you see what they're drawn to and and test it. Uh, see it in context, um, not not just once you have it live, but do it in advance. And something else I want to mention too, with um, with product pinion, you can actually do an Amazon search simulation. So you can do what you just mentioned by throwing in some ASINs and we'll actually create uh, what looks like an Amazon search result for you. And people can actually decide with context which one stands out better than better than the next. Awesome. So what are I know what some other things that I've done in the past is I've actually spelled out things like I had uh, dog treats. And so a lot of people would just show a package of here's the dog treats and you can maybe see through the package and you can see some of the treats in there. Uh, or they might put like one treat outside of the package. But what I would do is I would actually turn the package and make it look like it's spilled. Yep. And so and then I would take instead of it just spilled and it's just a stack of dog treats that spilled out you know, kind of randomly. I would actually take that and spell out the word dog with those treats, you know, yeah. I would actually, yeah. you know, in Photoshop just take one treat, duplicate the layer, you know, make it, make it, you know, like, like you're taking a bunch of pencils on a, on a, on a table or something and spelling something with all those pencils, uh, and, and spell out a, a word like dog or treat or, uh, wolf or, or something like <laughs> totally. that. And that's all within the TLC, uh, because I'm using the product. It's actually, it's the actual product. I'm not adding anything to it. And it would just, it would just make it, your eyes go right to it. Another super simple one too, is if you have like a food product, so you're in packaging, everything is square, just tilt it, tilt the image slightly. Right. So people are like Amazon's typically, um, laid out in a grid. So anything you can do to break that grid, uh, tilt the image, make it like a 3D kind of picture where it's off to the side, that sort of thing. Love the idea of like writing out the uh, words with the product itself. That's actually a really good one. Um, another one that um, uh, Stephen Pope actually mentioned, uh, if you can actually put your main keyword on say the product label. So for example, if you were selling supplements and another nice or an easy thing to do with supplements is yeah, like take the bottle off, right. And show the bottle cap on there. 
But if you can also put um, what your main keyword is right on the on the packaging. So if you're selling fish oil and then all of a sudden the top of the bottle cap says fish oil, then you're 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 golden. And it works because, you know, if people are searching for that and then they see that keyword right on your your product uh, image, they're going to be drawn to it. It's going to be something that they'll see and they'll they'll click. So, yeah, there's a lot of interesting things that you can you can do with that main image to uh, to get to get the clicks. We're, we're actually doing that. Uh, I'm helping my my trainer with his his planner, and we're actually doing it. his planner. Just comes, you know, it's like a leather type of cover, and that that that's how it just comes. But I'm telling him on his main image, we're actually sh- putting like a little strap, like a little, almost like if it was in the store, there'd be like a, a little paper tag, uh, paper band, not a hang tag, but oh, like sure. a paper band that goes around it. That's where you'd put the UPC or you'd put something. But we're doing exactly what you just said, putting the main keywords. Uh, on on that really big uh, so that it, it immediately identifies with what people are are looking for when they search even though the product doesn't come with that technically uh, we're adding that as a little strap around most people aren't going to care yeah uh, you know when yeah. they get it that I go where's where's the little piece of paper uh, that that wraps around uh, you know it's just like a thin little band uh, that wraps that that's shown in the picture those kinds of things can make a make a huge difference. What are some other things that people should be testing that that maybe they're they're besides their main image and creating this second image with the top five and making sure you number them like you said? What are some other key things that people just overlook that they don't really test? Uh, I know we can talk about price and some of that, but like when it comes to images or your listing, what are some other things? Yeah, so another another big one actually along the same lines for the main image. If you're um, if you're a very package heavy kind of product where you you have to show it in packaging. Um, exactly what Kevin was saying too, like you can make slight changes to, to your product and, you know, the shopper's not necessarily going to complain if it doesn't come with certain, you know, certain little packaging differences. One interesting one that works really well, we call it the sunspot packaging technique where basically, uh, you know, when you're shopping in store or if you're shopping on, on Amazon, you're, you're looking at the sun. There's just like so many different products, but there's things called sunspots where it's like a condensed little um, area that draws your, your attention. And obviously that's what you want to be. And the best way to be that attention is, you know, if you can make your, say if you're doing, this works really well in any kind of bottle product. Um, if you can make your bottle like a solid color, including the cap, right? So no, no, don't necessarily have um, just a white cap that's standard. If you can Photoshop it in to be a different color or even just ask your supplier, a lot of times it's, it's surprisingly easy to get them to change it to um, to be something that's uh, you know more of a solid color. Like that test always, uh, always wins when you have a solid, dark kind of packaging. Typically, it's, it's darker, but the the idea behind it is to be more of a solid color. And that grabs the attention versus something that has you know a lot of white in the mix, because with Amazon, you're dealing with a lot of white space on the uh, on the page that's another one that you could be testing if you're a really product um package like centric kind of uh kind of product um in terms of another thing to test uh, a shorter title is a big one uh amazon actually highly recommends this so this is in their uh this is in their docs with something that they recommend to uh to test and we've seen this time and time again by uh, you know, w- watching how people how people shop. So everyone knows the best practice. You know, put in all the keywords that you can in the title. There's obviously character limits and that sort of thing. But what we've seen shoppers actually do is when they're looking at these titles, 
they'll say out loud, they're like, oh, this one looks super spammy. Even though like, you know, we don't keyword stuff anymore. That was old school. We write, you know, decent titles, but when they see, like they know people are smart these days, they know what you're doing with all those keywords in there. Uh, but we've actually seen shoppers kind of like go, <laughs> they'll look at those listings. They'll be like, ah, you know what? This one looks a little too spammy for me and go to the next one. Amazon probably knows this too. They probably, you know, obviously they have all the data in the world. So um, specifically from Amazon's docs, they'll say, uh, try reducing your product, product title length to under 100 characters to reduce noise and encourage more customers to visit your detail page. Holy crap. Amazon is telling us that our titles are too, too spammy. Now, obviously there's, you know, your keywords have to be there and you have to put your keywords in, in the listing, but that's a test that, um, that I would, I would do if Amazon's recommending it. Uh, it's definitely something I would, I would want to, uh, I would yeah, want to play with. That's something I've been watching for seven or eight years. I noticed back when, you know, back in 2015, 2016, 2017 ish, uh, the titles were paragraphs. They were like 500, 600, yeah. you know, words. It was characters long. It was crazy. You know, you, you, it would take up the half, the half the listing pages with the title because people were keyword stuffing. And then Amazon came and said, okay, no more of this. Uh, in some categories, it got limited to 250. Other ones, you know, they would say 50 or 100. But I always noticed that the best sellers in almost yes. every category had short to the point titles. So I started recommending to people like in the Freedom Ticket and everything like, okay, <laughs> if you need to come out because there is, there is some, uh, some gain to having different keywords in your title. It gives you that relevancy. It, it can help you with a number of things. So I would say what I tell people and what I do is I start with a longer title when I first launch. When I'm doing my honeymoon period, when I'm doing my heavy PPC, when I'm doing my launching, I actually put try to make that, that title as long as I can. And that way I can try to start getting some relevancy because every sale that comes in, whether they search for the keyword in the title or not, Amazon gives you a little bit of love for. You, get, you, know, you score a few little points for that. And so after a period of time, usually a month to three months, then I will start actually shortening the title. And then I'll actually go in and like, I know which keywords are converting the best, you know, from my PPC. I have, I have some data from uh, Amazon, from, you know, the brand analytics and, and, and search the other reports that are in there. And I can actually fine tune that title to like, our, and get that thing short and to the punch. And that usually, usually works. But I know you're also a big fan when it comes to reducing titles or in your listing of using what you call speed bump words. What what are what what's that? Yeah. So uh, so again, you have to think how how people are are shopping right on Amazon, and everyone everyone shops on Amazon. But um, if you take a second, you know, when you're looking for something and you're on your phone, you're scrolling through the listings really quick, or on, even on your desktop, you're kind of like skimming to kind of see you know which one is the one that I'm 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 I want to look into which one's worth vesting my time into. So another way to pattern disrupt when someone's searching is to use a word that's a little bit more, um, that's different, right? That, that's not typical. And this is, it, it works uh, based on your industry, right? But you want to use an, an interesting kind of um, adjective, a non-typical adjective that will make people take pause. So, for example, you might use the word original, uh, luxury, modern, um, forged. I really like using indestructible, right? So, basically, a word that kind of catches the eye, and it might even be a word you put as the first word in your title. So, I know, obviously, the, the words that are closer to the beginning of the title, Amazon puts more of an emphasis on, but it is worth testing 
to put one of these interesting words at the front because the whole idea is when they're scrolling, that's the first thing they're going to read. And hopefully it makes them take, uh, take pause and uh, get attention to your, to your listing. And you, do you use those just in the title or do you use those elsewhere, like in bullet points or, or in any of your images as well? You can use it. I mean, yeah, by all means, you can use the, the interesting words all over the uh, all over the listing. I like it best in the title because that's where it'll have the most impact. I feel like the bullets, that's where you're trying to make more of that um, kind of emotional connection. Uh, something else that I'd say, too, is, you know, keep in mind, shoppers don't buy because of features. And sometimes they don't even buy because of benefits. Right. I mean, obviously, we, we illustrate the benefits. But people in, in general are, are irrational and um, they, they buy because they want a certain feeling, right? So if you can write copy that um, that kind of evokes a certain emotion, that's where you'll win. That's where, you know, if you've already convinced somebody to get the click because of your main image, you've already convinced somebody, um, you know, in your secondary images of why they should continue reading. The next step is, you know, then they'll go into your bullets to kind of find out a little bit more information. And your bullets is where you can seal the deal, right? You, you can get the purchase there by kind of evoking that um, emotional, um, that emotional re response. Um, another cool test that I, I was working with with a bunch of different uh, sellers. Um, so you can put emojis in bullets. And um, I've always been curious about like, does that work? I mean, it kind of gets attention. And what's interesting with, with doing that test is basically don't put emojis in your bullets. The feedback from, from shoppers is that it kind of devalues the brand. And there's different ways of using emojis, and it might be different for different categories. But uh, overwhelmingly, it's a negative response when, when there's emojis in the paragraph text uh, on, your, on your listing. So that's another quick tip. Uh, don't, don't necessarily use, use the emojis. <laughs> you know, another thing that's a cool strategy, and I think you talked about, you've talked about this before, and um, it's something that I've done. Uh, but it, it can be very effective is, you know, sometimes when I go through uh, the Tim Hortons or the uh, Krispy Kreme or here in Austin, it's a Round Rock Donuts. So the best donuts in the world at Round Rock Donuts, the line's always like 25, 30 cars deep, no matter what time of day you go there. But anyway, uh, I go through and I get some, do um, you know, occasionally I'll go and treat myself and I'll get some donut holes. And it's supposed to be like 12 donut holes in the bag. And I take them and then uh, you know, drive away. And as I'm driving back to the house, you know, I might stick my hand in there and uh, sample one or two while they're hot. And later on, you know, as I'm eating these things, I'm like, man, I feel like I've eaten more than 12 of these. I wonder, <laughs> you know, did they put like 15 or 16 or something in here instead of 12? And sure as shit, they did. You know, they, they put some extra ones in there. Or if you go to, you go to uh, um, Five Guys, the burger joint, you know, and you go in there and you order, you don't need to order a large fry at Five Guys. You go in there and just order the small fry because they're going to put the fry into the, into the paper bag and then they're going to dump like a whole scoop of extra fries just loose in there. Those kinds of things, when it comes to product sales, why not take those same principles and use that for when you're selling products? And can you talk about, you do that with some great success. I think you even did it maybe with your, uh, your mosquito band, um, Talk to me about that. Yeah, totally. And it's always the fries in the package at the bottom of the package that taste the best too, right? Like Exactly. <laughs> um, and, They're the and, greasiest ones. I soak it in that grease. Yeah. 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 Um, but, and they, and, you know, five guys, that's, that, that's their SOP. That's, that's the standard. It's not by mistake that they're, that they're doing that. Um, so it's all about like, you know, so for me, how to get reviews on Amazon is give something people to talk about. 
straight up, right? So if you can offer an extra bonus, if you can give something that people aren't expecting, uh, it gives them it gives them a pleasant feeling. You buy those dozen donuts and you get an extra two, three, you're feeling good. Like you just won today. You know, that makes your day, right? Um, similar on, on Amazon. So yeah, with the mosquito repellent bracelets, I mean, you know, cost on them are obviously ne- negligible. Um, but, you know, we would sell, for example, a five pack and then right on the package, we'd, we'd, we'd write, surprise, you got the six pack. So we got that. We, we gave them an extra, an extra item. And what's, but you don't show that on Amazon, right? You didn't, you don't, the package that they see on Amazon doesn't say surprise. You got the six pack. It just shows five pack. So that's what they're expecting but when they get it and they open up their, open up their Amazon box or their, the bag or whatever the Amazon sent it in. Then it says something slightly different on there. Hundred percent, yeah. So, and that's the key, right? That that is the key of it. You, you, you they can't be expecting it because then if they are expecting it, it's not no longer a surprise. And what worked really well too was just a little message. Like we didn't um, we didn't say like, hey, you have to leave a review on Amazon or anything like that. But we'd actually mention like, hey, kind of keep this between us. Like if if you happen to do a if you happen to do a product review. Um, you know, don't mention this so that we can keep it a surprise for other other people. And, you know, the psychology behind that is now like, oh, geez, yeah, like I should probably do a product review. I feel good now that I got this. And we're not asking for the review, but it's kind of like it's the reciprocity. Like we just did something positive for you. They're in them in turn will we'll do something for for us. So that was a really good strategy to get uh, to get reviews on, on a product and something that cost almost almost nothing to uh, to do. What's something, what are a couple other uh, tricks before we just, before we go here that you could share that people should be, should be doing uh, along these same lines? Totally. Yeah. So, uh, and again, um, surprise and delight, do stuff that's different, right? It's very rare when you buy an Amazon product that they give you something extra. That's almost never the experience. You buy something on Amazon, you're hoping that if it's a brand name that you've never heard of, which is like, you know, most of the time, you're just hoping that it works. You're hoping that it's, it's, it was a good deal. Um, the other point that, you know, to really grow the Amazon business, you, you need to be getting uh, customer details. It's a must. Most people have, you know, insert cards for registering a warranty or an ebook or something like that. Um, don't do that. Do something different. Actually give them another product. And the way to do that is if the extra complimentary product can fit in an envelope, uh, cost you maybe a buck to ship another buck for the product itself doesn't have to be anything crazy. So for example, there was someone that was selling children's shoes and um, the free upsell, you know, put in your name, details, address, uh, we'll send you a pair of ch- children's uh, flip flops, absolutely free. The flip flops cost under a buck. They could ship them in the envelope that gets you data that gets you, that gets you an email list of shoppers, right? So you're not, now you're not just getting like an email list from people opting in from like cold advertising. You're getting a list of people that have actually bought from you. And we all know this, the people that have actually bought from you are the easiest people to convert to buy something else from you. So now that you're developing your email list, if you wanted to go to Kickstarter and launch one of those vessel like products where you have the pat, you're getting a patent for it and that sort of thing, you have that audience to do it. And the Kickstarter becomes easier as well. So the name of the game is, yeah, is customer details when you're selling on, on Amazon. And it's also something, uh, the offer that you make uh, is something you can test and split test as, as well. Awesome, Matt. Well, this has uh, been great. I know we could keep going on this probably for quite some time, but uh, I think we've, uh, we've shared some really good tips. Hopefully uh, this will 
become one of the most downloaded episodes. If you like this episode, be here to be sure to hit the subscribe button or to share it uh, to other people. If you want to share these tips, or maybe you just want to keep them to yourself, uh, <laughs> have a competitive advantage. I don't know, uh, but I, I think there's been some great stuff shared. Matt, if, if people want to know more about you or to reach out to you, uh, uh, how, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, easiest way is check us out, productpinion.com. My direct email is Matt with two T's, so M-A-T-T at productpinion.com. And yeah, happy to share with you some some ideas for, for yourself on, um, yeah, on how to uh, set up some tests and how to win on, uh, on Amazon. Awesome. Appreciate it, Matt. Uh, this has been great. Thank you so much for having me on. And uh, yeah, had a good time. <laughs> I think you may need to go back and listen to this episode again. There's a lot of actionable stuff that you can implement right away in your business right now, whether you're selling on Amazon or Walmart or any other e-commerce some really good stuff that uh, Matt and I talked about. So hopefully you gained some advantage by listening to this episode. Don't forget, we'll be back again next week with another incredible episode. Also, remember the Billion Dollar Seller Summit is coming up in less than a month in Puerto Rico. Go to BillionDollarSellerSummit.com for more information on that. And before we leave today, I've got just some words of wisdom for you. Just a nice little short one. Build your business around your life not your life around your business. Build your business around your life, not your life around your business. We'll see you again next week.